You are now listening to a 302 Birds podcast experience. Proudly powered by TickPick, Cuffet, El Diablo Burritos, Nick's Pizza, and Klondike Cates on the heart of Main Street. What is cracking with it, boys and girls? Welcome to another episode of your favorites, the 302 Mafia, the 302 Birds podcast. Blessed to be here tonight with you guys. A lot to talk about, a lot of buzz in the Philadelphia sports world, including the Philadelphia Phillies finagling their way into the playoffs, looking pretty solid. Uh, let's go, let's go, let's hear it for that. I know Ballpark Tommy's very excited for that. We'll get to that in a minute. But before we get to that, I actually have a very special guest for you guys tonight. Um, a personal favorite of mine. I'm a big fan of his TikTok. Um, our call-in will be Trips Ahoy tonight on TikTok. So if you guys don't, give him a follow. But uh, without further ado, I'm going to hit our El Diablo intro and kick it to Jackson. What do I want when I'm in the state of Delaware? Of course, El Diablo burritos. Customer service always is serving your food with a smile on their face, asking how your day is. Their food is phenomenal as well. Their burritos are out of this world, one of the best burritos in town. Their queso is phenomenal. Their burrito bowls are amazing as well. When you're in and around Delaware, stop by your local El Diablo burritos and tell them that 302 Birds sent you. God bless your bird. Thank you to uh, El Diablo burritos, best burritos in town. Uh, we have Trip tonight. How you doing tonight, Trip? I'm doing phenomenal. Thank you guys for having me on. First off, um, second off, the intro was awesome, just like you said. <laughs> so I love to hear that. Um, yeah, dude, I'm gonna pop one of these Siberias in real quick if that's cool. Okay. Hey, by all means, my brother. By all means. I'll be, how are you feeling about these uh, these Eagles and how they're looking this season? Dude, they're looking they're looking great. So I'm gonna be honest with you guys, right? Like, I haven't had an NFL team since I was probably like 11, right? Like I grew up in Maryland. I've been like all over the place. I moved up here earlier this year and my family, they were Nats fans and it looked like the Phillies just took everybody from the Nats. So I, I came up here and I was like, fuck man, like I haven't had an NFL team since middle school. Like, let's just go Philly forever. And three and oh, three and oh, right now birds, Philly's about to make the playoffs again, have another little run. I'm stoked. Bryce Harper, yeah. Yep. Now these 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 uh, Eagles and Phillies are doing really good this season. Uh, it was nice to have another red October, um, and you know DeAndre Swift is just oh my, it's incredible. He's playing so well. Um, I'm like I'm st I'm still confused why we didn't run him week one because um, he put up past 115 yards the past two weeks yeah. uh, rushing. So I think this team on paper uh, is better than the Super Bowl team last year. Uh, so I'm excited to see uh, what they can do this year. Jalen Hurts, Jalen Hurts is playing well, a um, little shaky at best, but I, I think, you know, within due time, we have new offense coordinator. I think with, uh, with him get kind of getting in the, uh, you know, swing of things, I think this season will be turned around and I mean, we see what happens. What do you, what do you think about, they they said Hertz had the flu before the game. You think that was you think that was real or fake? Real, I don't real, know. not conspiracy I think theory. It was real. I think it was real too. I mean, he he really didn't play that bad. Like honestly, you know those those picks were they weren't ideal. But I thought he like other than that, like he played well. Um, I heard that they're trying to ban the QB sneak. How does that make any sense? Do you, you no, know, that's bullshit. It's that's like bullshit. just because you can't go against it. 
you want to be sad and you want to cry about it. How about the Colts trying to run it and looking like shit? I think it shouldn't be like a thing like where if the Eagles are the only team that are good at running it and just because the entire NFL hates us, I mean, you ban it. I mean, Fritz, I know you do a lot of research on, you know, a lot of other NFL teams. How are you? Is there a Philly bias? I mean, do people hate Philly fans based on your research? They do. And I'll, and I'll tell you what, dude, like, so I got, these are all just folders from other teams along with the teams that I play against in fantasy football. Right. So it's like, I'm always grinding. I'm always looking for dirt on people. I'm always looking to see who's hurting, who's weakness, who just broke up with their girlfriend, whose wife left them, all that shit. I'm always on it. And Dude, I've been getting a lot of hate, too, because all my boys growing up, they're from Maryland, and they're just, like, all Commanders fans, and I'm just like, fuck you guys. I've talked shit on the Commanders for years. My great-grandfather played for the Redskins. Like, my family dropped the Redskins, like, when, like, 10 years ago, and we've hated them since. So, like, it's just been chirping season, dude, for the last season. two months between me and my boys back home. And I'm, Can I'm I ask you a question as a conspiracy theorist, too? Yeah. We're going to ask this weekend to people. Do you think that – okay, so I'm glad that you admitted you are a Commanders fan. I don't think that Commanders fans exist anymore. Like some people have a theory that birds are like products of the government. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, I no. think Commanders fans are all robots or actors paid by the NFL because there's just not enough of them. And when you meet them, like they're like – they got like their sweater tied around their waist. They're like, hi, I'm a Commanders fan. Nice to meet yeah. you. Like SpongeBob with no like corners type of vibes. I don't know. It freaks me out. My my boy, his his family has box seats to the commanders and he he just goes there like they don't even wear gear, dude. They don't even they don't even wear Redskins gear. I guess commanders gear. Sorry, I'm just used to it. But like <laughs> last thing I'll say about that is that when I came up to Westchester, and especially the last couple of game days, all I see is green. You don't see that in Maryland. You don't see that. Yeah, so I the mean, fandom, would you say it's like better than Ravens fans though? Like you're yeah, saying dude. you don't see any purple? I mean, I, I have friends that are Ravens fans. I, I could never stand the Ravens. I hated them. I hated the Ravens, hated the Orioles. Like Maryland sports is just awful. Dude, actually, dude, speaking of Maryland, this one time I was a freshman in high school, right? And like we had season tickets to Maryland basketball, and they were like preseason number one. Um, I got in this chirp battle on Twitter with uh, like this guy, Mellow Trimble, who was like going to be like a top 10 NBA pick. And he was actually supposed to come play me one-on-one in basketball and bailed. This was like this whole ordeal, dude. And I, I, oh my God, dude, him and this guy, Andrew Terrell, they were going to show up and they were like, they were literally going to bus. They're going to bus people over from different schools to come watch us play one-on-one. And he, it was this crazy thing. I, I had a decent following on Twitter at the time. I was probably like 13. And he was going to come play me one on one. It just didn't go through. <laughs> got to the. Got to you were 13 years old and you were about to play one on. How do you chirp an NBA player that bad and get under their skin? That's pretty legendary. I, I, I DM'd them on Instagram. It was me. I DM'd the whole team. And I was just saying how much they sucked and it was embarrassing to be a fan. <laughs> and next thing you know, they clap back and it, it gets onto Twitter somehow. And they're like, all right, bet we'll come. And it's all this thing. And he rolled his ankle the day before. And he didn't show up and he was going to come again, but I, I ruined it, dude, because I like, I said so many things to this guy and like the Mar- university of Maryland athletic director called like my high school athletic director. And it was like, it was this whole problem, dude. I got in trouble. My parents took my phone for like two months. It was, <laughs> it was 
Wait, you're 13 in high school or were you in middle school or like? Yeah, no, I was a freshman in high school. I was like a year, wow. um, yeah, a year younger than everybody. That's crazy. Proud about that. I didn't know that. that about that. Medium, dude. I didn't even. I wasn't even thinking about talking about that. It just came up. That's wild, though. Trip Master Trip. That's gonna be your new nickname, Trip Master Trip. Remember, remember back in this guy tweeted in 2013. He was like, had a dream that Nick Foles beat Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. And after that, yeah. After the after the bowl win, it got like 20 million impressions. That was hilarious. People just see in the future now. They so have a third you eye. See in the future. Um, and you had one pick for us because um, we're about to move on to our next segment. So I do want to thank you for jumping on here with for us, sure. and we'll have to get you on later with us in the season too. But if you could see into the future, trip, what's your prediction for this weekend for the birds? You got a score prediction for us? I don't know. It's yes, he's boy wearing a robe. robe. Yeah, yeah, he is. He it's a Gucci <laughs> Versace collab robe. I got I got the Versace one over there. I just look like a douche in that. I figured I'd just wear this one. <laughs> yeah. I like it. I think it's pimp. They, dude, honestly, Eagles minus five was such a slam on Monday. Um, I think I think we'll win by a touchdown or two. I think it's I think it's gonna be good. I'm I'm glad that we're at home. I'm looking forward to the tailgate, and I'm stoked. I love the Vic jersey in the back too. Thank you. Some people, I'm a pit bull owner too. Yeah, so like yeah, people yeah. always are like, "Wait, you have a pit bull too?" I'm like, "Yeah." It's, he he redeemed for his like actions. He's like apologized a lot. He does a lot of events, but story for another time. But thank you for shouting that out. That's my prize possession. For sure. Story from the best restaurant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I took it. Every time I go to a hotel, I take the robe. True story. <laughs> All right, Trip. Where where can we find you at? At Trips Ahoy on TikTok, at Trips Ahoy on Instagram, and that's all I'm at right now. Got I'm coming up on 100,000 followers on TikTok. I'd love a, love a follow. Love some more comments and some love. Shout out 302 Birds, Dalt. Thank you, bro. This was a this was a fucking pleasure. I'm looking forward to seeing y'all Sunday, and definitely have me back on. This was sick. For sure. Dude, for more sure. collabs in the future. I love the fantasy advice. I love that you do your research. You know what I mean? You come prepared. That's something that a lot of people don't take the time to do in this world. And uh, fuck the Cowboys, baby. Yeah, fuck them, dude. Fuck, <laughs> fuck the MC East besides us. <laughs> agreed, agreed. All right, Trip. Have a good night. And we'll hope to get you on the screen. Absolutely. Uh, okay. Thank, you. Thank you again. Thank you. Have a good night. Beast. Um, cool. Well, that bridges us perfectly into our next topic, which is time for Philly's talk with Bob Tommy. Fingers, Nick. Tommy, we made the playoffs. How you feeling? Fantastic. It's a, it's a revival. Like this year, oh, I'm he's not rolling up the sleeves. You know it's serious. He's rolling up the sleeves. <laughs> I'm not sweaty. I'm not nervous in my stomach. I, I I could just enjoy it. I knew they had a week to win one game. They did it last night. As of right now, they're still winning and tonight. So there's padding, insurance, whatever you want to call it. It like the vibes are immaculate. Garrett Stubbs and overalls. We. The vibes are immaculate. We're going to October. I'm going to crack a brewski or two. I'll tailgate for maybe 20 minutes. And then I go in two hours before first pitch. 
and I just sit in my seats. It's going to be immaculate because baseball is the greatest effing sport there is. I don't care what you tell me, Dutch. It is. I don't care what Josh tells me. It is. Hands down. Jack. Can't name me a single sport. Or Jack can't even tell me. No one can because baseball is beautiful. What's beautiful about football? Nothing. It's ugly. It, it's a lot of men just, just dogpiling each other. What's beautiful All right, about wait, baseball? Flashback to freshman year Tommy no, and tell him that when we won the Super Bowl. And ask, I want old Tom to go interview young Tom with a microphone. And young Tom has probably had a couple beers. Eagles won the Super Bowl. And ask him if there's anything beautiful about football that night. Okay, you get one night in how many years? <laughs> so maybe we'll have two, right? Maybe. Maybe. I think opening day for, for baseball is beautiful. But then it is. football is just, eh, it's another week for football. Okay. I mean, hey, I'll say this. As the amateur fan, as Tom likes to call me, I'm excited, man. <laughs> I mean, there's just something that's so exciting throughout the month of October when the Phillies and the Eagles are both in season. Am I right? I mean, it's just yes. nice to be able to watch both teams um, and meaningful games. I mean, football is always meaningful in Philadelphia. We know that. I mean, a player takes a shit in time. Philadelphia, and there's a news story about it. But baseball really becomes more meaningful to amateur fans like me when the playoffs start. So I, I'm really excited to see it. Hopefully we can go out and catch a game as a podcast or something. That would be awesome um, because I can't wait to see – how this place is rocking new scoreboard um trey turner's first season in philadelphia i just think that this team got hot at the right time like tom said they're up right now and going into the playoffs they should be ready to have a star-studded i think run i mean i think minimum for this team would be the is it nl uh what's the semifinal called in baseball tom NLCS. you mean the nlcs I was going to say that. Damn it. I should have went with my gut. The NLCS. National yeah. League Championship Series. I didn't fucking know it stood for that. I was just, I just got the letters, buddy. Like, but DLC. you got to get past. Can I tell you what it stands for? But don't go Jason Waterfalls. Uh, the point <laughs> is, uh, Red October, though, it'll be cool to be back. And hopefully we can all go as a pod because, like, there's no other better feeling than rocking your Birds jersey and a Phyllis jersey on top of it. That's all I got, though. Fair enough. Fair. John, what were you saying? Yeah. Yeah. No, I was gonna say you gotta to get the NLCS, you gotta get to the NLDS. So, um, but yeah, no, I mean it, it's exciting to see uh, this team. Um, I was having flashbacks last night seeing them pop champagne. Um, you know, and then just hearing the song "Dancing on My Own" just reminisces with me um, from last year. But um, yeah, no, I mean it's just. It's just really cool to see this team. Um, I think that they could go very far, and it, it's in their hands, really. It's in their hands. Um, it's, it's just really exciting. Good atmosphere, good people, good players. Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head, man. Uh, Jack, Ash, anything you guys want to say? Nothing additional. I mean, I'm just excited to see where this team can go. That's about it. Sky's the limit for sure. Jack, anything? Nah. He's just cool. happy to Glad be to see they're back in the playoffs. Um, 
Yeah, exactly. I'm so happy to be here. <clears throat> All right. Well, Sorry, I'm going right, to kick it to our next segment, which actually Matt's not here or Jack is probably going to bust my balls for this. But how about the Sixers going out and getting Kelly Oubre Jr.? I thought that this was a cool move because I learned that him and James Harden have some beef. Apparently, they had the same side chick or something. And now it's <laughs> Kelly Oubre's wife. So Daryl Morey basically went out and got this guy's side chick, and now she's going to be watching him from the stands. And James, that's awkward. That is an awkward love triangle that's going to have to see each other every home game. So <laughs> Daryl Morey's not fucking around is what that tells me. I mean, you embarrass him, he fucking embarrasses you two times harder. So I like the son, too. I, I think he's a good player, but it really is, is a real fuck you to James Harden, and that's kind of why I want to just touch on it for a second. Um, what do you guys think? I mean, overall, he's a good player. I like the signing. Um, it's not going to win us a championship, no. But, <clears throat> I mean, he's a good player. Um, I got faked out by the news on Twitter saying that we signed Zach Levine. But, <clears throat> uh, obviously, that did not happen. But, I mean, we'll just see how this uh, season rolls out. I'm not very confident in the Sixers like any Sixers fan should be, but um, I like the signing. Um, if you guys saw today that Damian Lillard went to the Bucks, they're going to be the hardest team to beat um, in the East. Yep. 100%, dude. That's yep. going to be tough to beat them. Yep. That was really my big takeaway was not the Sixers signing, but the fact that he is now in Milwaukee, and that's just going to make Milwaukee a bear. Um but I think the signing could be good. But again, I have no faith in that the Sixers are going to do anything more than they have the last however many years. So I'll believe it when I see it. Dalt, you know how Josh always says the season doesn't start for baseball until like August or September? For the Sixers, call you JJ tonight, and that's Jack fucking Jr. because you're just. Taking the words out of his mouth, busting my balls for talking about the Sixers. Go ahead. Let me have no, it. No, no, no. Hold on. I wasn't going to bust your balls for talking about the Sixers. <laughs> I actually had a good point here. here. Take it away. The Sixers season doesn't start until the second round because, let's face it, they can't get past the second round. They don't do anything to improve their team, really. Kelly Oubre was the first positive thing that happened to the Sixers this whole offseason. And James Harden wants out. They didn't really get anyone worthwhile to improve this team. They just kind of like got some filler guys, but they needed players to actually improve this team and get it closer to a championship roster. Here, Embiid's great. Maxi's great. But the, just having the two of them isn't a championship roster. That's a championship duo if you had a decent roster around them. You don't have a support cast around those two who, who could be a sharpshooter who could be that cl like closer like jimmy butler is is like you don't have any of that but kelly Oubre is a step in the right direction i like the signing i think it's a positive and a step in the right direction but their season doesn't start till the second round of the playoffs otherwise just stop wasting my time because that's all they're that's all that they're ever going to do and ever be. The whole point of the process was so then we would stop this cycle of losing in the second round 
and they failed miserably at that because all they did was fail in the second round every time. Yeah, I'm not watching the Sixers until the playoffs. So you won't watch the Sixers game until April 2024-ish? Yeah. That's what I did this past season. Because all these games leading up to the playoffs don't really matter um, if we're in the playoffs. And as we know, the past, what, five years, we went to the second round and lost. So I'm going to worry about, you know what, Let let me change that answer. It doesn't matter until we get to the second round. I'll start watching because, I mean, yeah, Kelly Oubre, good signing. We needed some a wing. We need depth or whatever. But at the same time, it's like we can sign all these players that, you know, played well somewhere else, and then they come to Philly, and they could play well. They could not. And we'll see, you know, how this works out. But I'm not, my, my uh, expectations aren't that high. I think that that's a good way to put it, too. Like, I, I hear where you guys are coming from, and I'm not – I don't blame you guys as fans either because it has been sucky and frustrating as a fan, and you've been drugged through the dirt. So I really can't blame you guys uh, for thinking And I don't that even way. blame the players. No, I don't blame Embiid at all. I mean, I, blame I might the blame front a little office. bit of Harden. I blame, yeah, I would blame the front the, I would blame ownership 100%. I mean, it's been a absolute uh, – failure but enough about the sixers we don't got to talk too much more about that. yeah it's fucking eagle season baby it is eagle season and how about this um some female fans across the nfl have came out and basically said that they feel lincoln financial field and the eagles tailgating area in general is the most dangerous stadium in the nfl According to Sportbook Review, nearly half of women say in a poll that they would feel unsafe alone at an Eagles game. Um, And I hear where you're coming at with that. It's definitely not, you know, the most pleasant environment. But what I do want to say is I think that this is exaggerated a little bit because I think if you asked a woman if there were, you know, 32 other stadiums, I'd be interested to say, hey, do you feel unsafe at these? Because... NFL fans in general are kind of crazy. They're a little bit nuts. But I actually talked to a uh, gentleman today named Manny, who's going to be coming on our podcast next week, so stay tuned. He's a former professional soccer player, and he was kind of talking to me about, in Romania, what sports are like. And I was talking to him. I said, what do you like about Philadelphia? And he said, the passion. And he said, it makes me laugh when a lot of these players will say, you know, we're too hard on them or we aren't caring enough as fans because he said in Romania, the way it goes is you can't even buy groceries if your team loses and you play for the team. He's like, these guys will, you know, it's that serious. It's that much of a lifestyle. So I just think that in my opinion, I feel like this is a little bit of a slight at the Eagles. I mean, we're used to it. It happens to us, but it's definitely, I wouldn't say the most dangerous stadium in the NFL. I mean, you're going to get harassed, I would say, if you're in a team's other jersey and harassed verbally. You're not going to get – nobody's going to lay a hand on you. Nobody's going to, you know, come up and pour a beer on you. I mean, that could happen at any NFL stadium. Your chances of it happening are equal. It's just I think Philly gets thrown under the bus all the time, and this is yet another slight at the Eagles just to get a storyline. What do you yep. think, Ash? Yeah, I have a little bit of a hard time with this one. Um because to be honest, I don't 
go anywhere like a professional sports stadium or anything like that alone. Um, I maybe I'm a little bit more of an anxious person, but I would never put myself in a situation like that. I definitely understand that Philadelphia fans are incredibly passionate, um, but I don't think in my experience it's ever come across as anything more than passion. I think you could go to any of those 32 stadiums or 31 stadiums um, and potentially encounter a situation like that. Um, I definitely feel like Philadelphia fans are a different breed and that can be interpreted different ways throughout fan bases. Um, so I definitely think that's something to note, but it is something to consider. And I think people need to kind of be a little bit more <laughs> aware sometimes. Um, that's nothing against Eagles fans or anybody else, but I definitely think it's something that people should maybe be a little bit more aware about. I mean, I'm really curious to see what they, you know, deem as safe or not safe. Is it the tailgating when these fans get rowdy and rambunctious when they start drinking at 8 a.m.? Um, I don't think I've heard of a fight that has happened in the Eagles stadium ever. I mean, sure, there's punches thrown or whatever, but nothing too serious. Like what happened in uh, – was it MetLife or was it in Miami? The fatal – It was in uh, It was in Gillette, Gillette Stadium between a Miami fan and a New England fan. Yes. So I haven't heard anything fatal. Um, I mean, yeah. So, I, I mean, I don't know um, what they're gauging this on. Um, and I'm curious to see – what the uh, fan base of these women, per se women, are who they like. Maybe it's a bunch of Cowboys fans that are just <clears throat> trying to throw the Eagles on the bus. Um, but, I mean, I feel like anywhere you go, any sports sport events, you got to be safe. You got to go with a pack. You got to go with friends. Like, I don't think – I mean, I don't think an Eagles fan would lay a hand on somebody unless something was said to them and they reacted. Um, so, I don't think – like you said, Don, I think this is a slight to the Eagles uh, fan base, but hey, whatever. We're used to it. Nobody likes us. We're, fucking, we're, we're, fun. we're from fucking Philly. No one cares. I want to know how many of them were 49ers fans, too, because 49ers fans have been complaining. A lot of them complained. I remember there was a video of, I don't know if it was a player's wife, but it was a female 49ers fan leaving the stadium. And it was just people yelling and just booing it really wasn't that bad um you know nobody's gonna ever put if somebody put your hands on you that's where we draw the line we have a problem with that and i would say 90 percent of eagles fans will stick up for you you know what i mean and 95 99 of eagles fans you know will think that that's the wrong thing to do a lot of us are good people you do have those assholes out there but you have that with every fan base um you know like, people literally have unfortunately passed away from some of these fights because people aren't taking it serious. And I think it's actually ironic that they published this story the same week that someone dies at another stadium. It's almost like you're trying to get the attention off the Eagles. So it's definitely a slight on the birds, and uh, it just sucks to feel that way. I actually was going to um, bring in my girlfriend, Alyssa, but she can't make it. And uh, she basically said the same thing, though, that – you know, every NFL stadium, she would want someone else to be with. She said any any kind of big event, she felt that way. 
um, like sporting event. You know what I mean? I don't think I would want to go to some sporting events alone, especially if it was an away game. You know what I mean? I would never want to go to an away game alone. You'd have to be, I think, a psychopath to do that. You'd have to have balls of steel. <laughs> I think the most unsafe I felt was when I was at FedEx Field. That stadium is sketchy. That is I sketchy. felt you I felt unsafe fun. because the structure, though. You didn't feel yeah. unsafe because the fans. Yeah, right, 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 right. Yeah. Like, Dutch, like, just look at this past week. Like, you had, after the Minnesota game, some nut job tried to run people over in cars because he was frustrated over a Minnesota loss. You had 49ers fans fighting each other in the stands when – when they were fresh, like they were just bored with the game. So, like, I think it is more of a slight of Philadelphia fans. Anything, anytime Philadelphia does one thing, it gets magnified times 10. But anytime any other fan base does it, it kind of gets brushed aside. Like, it's kind of like in a news cycle and gone. Whereas Santa Claus is still in the news cycle <laughs> 60 years later. Like, <laughs> Philadelphia can't catch a break with anything, but like I've barely I've saw I saw it on Monday morning, the Minnesota thing where the Minnesota fan got so pissed he literally was ramming other cars in the Minnesota parking lot, and after the game, but then I saw nothing come like today. It's Wednesday when we're doing this. Like this is two days like after the the news story first broke. And I, I can't find it anywhere now all of a sudden. So I think it's a little bit of a recency bias type of thing where it's like if you see it so many times in your head, like there's like psychologists talk about this all the time and it's part of like any business school talks about this nowadays. It's just part of marketing. You see it a million times, that's what you're going to associate with. And your association and your perceptions are realities. He's and that's what I think is happening to Philadelphia anymore. People replay incidents over and over again, so then you make a perception of Philadelphia, it becomes the reality. When in reality, when the reality is we're seeing much more severe cases in other stadiums across the country and much more frequent. San Francisco this year, like just even if we exit football for a second let's go to baseball for a second and giants fans and and dodgers fans have been have been stabbing each other on a regular basis like to the point like there's always extra security and police presence at both stadiums when they play each other now like i hate the mets but i'm not gonna go stab a mets fan you don't ever hear of that at like ever in philadelphia yeah you you see on ESPN the one guy who was too drunk dump a bottle of water maybe on someone and he's wet the rest of the night, but he's not going getting rushed to the yard ER because he was shanked. Right. Or head broken on concrete. I mean it's yeah, it's kind of nuts what's happening right now. And I'm glad to bring that up too, because it just feels like like once again another slight. Um and I'm glad you bring up Santa Claus too. Coming as a guest on the show, her first time on the live show as a guest making her debut, Alyssa, my wonderful girlfriend coming on. You're muted right now, my love. But how do you feel about this um, as a female? Like, would you feel safe going to any away? Like, I said I would never want to go to a sporting event alone. That's just weird in general. So if you were asked this question, would you feel 
unsafe going to the Eagles stadium alone? I feel like it's almost like a, a doomed question. Well, I don't know why anyone's going to games alone. I think you need help and I feel bad for you if you're going to a game alone anywhere. So I guess that's why I've never been in this situation is I've never gone to the link by myself. It's always been with you or friends or family. So I, of course, have never felt unsafe in the link, especially as an Eagles fan. I was saying the other day, actually, how nice I think the workers at the link are. But I also understand that's because I'm an Eagles fan and Philly people love Philly. So I totally get why people who aren't Eagles fans would be nervous to come to the link. I don't think they should necessarily be afraid or feel that they're in danger. <laughs> I know Philly fans can be really intense, but I'm wondering if this headline has more to do with the city of Philadelphia rather than the link itself and the Eagles. I think there's just a really bad perspective of Philadelphia elsewhere in the country. People think it's a really dangerous and crime-ridden place. They're just seeing all of those headlines. And I think whatever voting this was done, however people determine this, they were just seeing the city of Philadelphia and thinking of it as a really dangerous place. And so they correlated the link with that. I don't think this is coming from anyone's personal experience. Um, and again, I, I don't like going to other stadiums. I'm a little nervous not necessarily for my life or that I'm going to be in danger, but, you know, we went to a Ravens game for just even preseason and I did act a little different than I would in the link. You know, I wasn't cheering as loud. I wasn't being like I normally would because I was nervous just that someone would give me a hard time and I didn't want there to be any problems. So I can imagine people think they might run into the most arguments at the link, but I, I'm not understanding why people say that they would feel unsafe. Yeah. Once again, a, a timing thing, I think, too. Like, people were passing away in other stadiums, and I think the media also needs to push it in a, another direction. But um, definitely a bunch about that topic. I want to thank Alyssa for briefly jumping on with us to share her thoughts on it, too. As a female NFL diehard fan, she'll be coming to a bunch of tailgates with us this year, and you can also see her Sunday uh, be coming to hang out with us at our tailgate. Uh, any final remarks on your way out? I mean, if you want to hang out, you can and talk about the Eagles, but I know you got stuff to do too, so it's completely up to you. You know the only person I'm able to talk about on the Eagles is Boston Scott, and he's out, <laughs> so so I don't have much to say really. Except I will say, as a girl and as a Taylor Swift fan, uh, my favorite Swift-Kelsey duo is still here in Philadelphia on the Eagles. That's what I said. If you said something, if you said Kansas City, I was better. No, like, no, no, no. All right, good. Good. <laughs> Although she makes it hard, Taylor. I guess. I have controversial opinions on this. I mean, Yeah, she switched up. She's a traitor. I mean, she does Taylor make Swift it hard to support my, her. I, Taylor Swift grew up literally 15 minutes down the road from me. Same with me. <laughs> yeah. True. Yeah, Sean. Sean too. Yeah, no, Andy Reid definitely pulled their strings for the uh because he knew that he knew the Swift family. He pulled in when he was in Philadelphia mm -hmm. to get that over at Kansas City. That's what they're talking about on the Kelsey podcast today. I so. mean, she's a lyrical genius, but if she's betraying the birds for real, then I'm not sure if I can forgive it. Now I want to see Donna Kelsey's part two wearing Kelsey, Kelsey with Taylor yeah, Swift. Yeah, I would be okay with that. <laughs> the breakup t-shirt's going to go crazy. I'm confident. No, they're not breaking up. She's about to drop yeah. a fire album once they break up, if they are dating. I they're just not hope breaking it happens up. Super Bowl. True love, to get in his head. 
Tommy's a Swifty fan. Anyways, I'm, Alyssa, yeah. thank you for jumping on with us. We appreciate you as always, and I uh, hope you have a good night. Thank you. Bye. See ya. You know, um, and real quick before we move on, I did want to show a clip. Um, no, I do have some evidence for you guys. Does this female look uncomfortable at our home stadium? This was last year. What's going on, everybody? I'm Dalton from 302 Birds. Uh, early in the morning at Lincoln Financial Field with Hermina. She's got on this. Uh, I can't even look at it. Don't be mad. Don't be mad. Let me ask you something. How do you go around so proud in an area like this with so many Eagles fans talking so much shit? I know they're all talking shit. Shut up, listen. You know what they say. Okay. Only a good-looking woman can wear a Cowboys <laughs> uniform. You understand what I'm saying? The Eagles, I'm a good-looking, I got to wear Cowboys. I can't wear a bird. They shit, because oh. they be shitting everywhere. They oh, shit. my God. Come on. Hey, hey, come on. You see, we came here for war and for the past five games with the Eagles. We beat them. But that changes today, because you know why, Hermino? 281 days. It's been 281 so days that I've had to listen to your fans. They didn't play the Cowboys yet. Today's the day. It's the Super Bowl. Are it you is ready? Super Bowl. Super Bowl for Cowboys that. fans is literally playing us in the regular season. Proof, but I just wanted to show that clip before we move on to show. I think Cowboys fans and NFL female fans seem pretty comfortable at our home stadium. Shout out to Hermina. If you come to the stadium again this year, come say what's up. I love that energy. Um, moving along, though, to our next topic of the night. Um, are you ready for trivia, too, Jack, if I want to uh, kick that off now, too? All right, cool. I'm um, moving it right along, too. Time for everybody's favorite part of the show, 302 Trivia, with your host, Jack Dalton, the mayor of Delaware. Thank you to TickPick for that sponsorship. Tonight's question we got for you today. Today, today, uh, which Philadelphia Eagle was the first ever to rush for 1,500 yards in a single season. Which Philadelphia Eagles player ran 1,500 yards for the first time in, in a single season? We got – I'm waiting for this for like, this thing to speed up because I – it's we got A, uh, Van Buren – uh, hold up, hold up. Well, the Waters is A. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Sorry, guys. Sorry. sorry, sorry. All right, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Uh, I'll read it again. Who was the first Philadelphia Eagle to rush for 1,500 yards in a single season? A, Ricky Waters. B, Herschel Walker. C, Wilbert Montgomery. Or D, Steve Van Buren. We'll give you the answer at the end of the show. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. Um, moving along now to week three. We obviously wanted to go down to Tampa Bay. We couldn't make it this year. Hopefully, if the Eagles play the Bucks next year, we'll, we will be able to make it. But a big game for the Eagles. Um, shout out to my guy, Ezri. Ezri? Erzi? Um, Ezri, I think I said it right. But super nice guy. He's the guy that's always at the Eagles games in the construction hat. And he brought it up on his Facebook that we haven't beat the Buccaneers since like 2012, 2013 or something crazy like that. So this was a really redeeming, refreshing win. Jalen Carter comes out. He looks pretty solid. We'll get to that as a topic in a few. I'm so glad that Ashley decided to put her boy on here, Sidney <laughs> Brown. He had a great couple of uh, tackles as well. So, I mean, 
this seemed like a more complete game than we've seen. Still a lot to work on. But, hey, a win's a win, and especially three wins are three wins. You know what I mean? When you stack them up together, it looks really good. But what were some of your guys' biggest takeaways from this game, some things to improve on, some things that uh, were positive? Yeah, like we said last week on the on the episode, um, you know, week one was really shitty weather, pouring down rain, very disgusting. No one really could get, get it going. Week two, we literally had three days off, and then we played on Thursday night football. Um, and then week three, we had 10 days to rest. So the biggest concern I had going into this week was, you know, hopefully we can uh, be able to run smoothly in Brian Johnson's offense um, of scheme and also uh, uh, Sean Desai's defensive scheme. And I think we came out swinging. And like we said, we came out like a bullet. I mean, 25 to 11. I mean, we I knew we were trying to get AJ Brown, the, you know, a tutty. Didn't work out. But again. We saw DeAndre Swift pop off yet again. Like I said, week one, he had one carry for like three yards. Week two, he had – I don't know, I forget how many carries he had, but for 175 yards. 28. Yeah, and then this week he had 100 and what, 30 yards, something like that. So it was, <clears throat> Yeah, it was like 28 for like 175 and then like 18 for like – 137 or whatever it was. Right. So he's he's an RB1, without a doubt in my mind. Yeah. Um, and that hurdle he had, oh, my God, that was beautiful. That was – that made me, made me, you know, cry a little bit. But, uh, you know, they just looked like they were, you know, gelling a lot better. Uh, like I said, those 10 days really helped us out getting those schemes, those new schemes we had. Um, and like we said, we'll talk about Jalen Carter, um, a few topics, but he played like out of his mind to, uh, this last game. And then – Olimad, Zacchaeus, what had with the touchdown? The dot from Jalen Hurts, like that wasn't expected at all. I wish I put a bet on anytime touchdown from him because the week before that I had anytime touchdown for him and he didn't get it. So I mean, you know, you know, it's still early in the season, but I mean, I feel like this team is is, is finally coming around for sure. I I think this defense looked magical. This yeah. defense was great. Yeah. Um, aside. Uh, what you call it? He's a genius. I love him. He's a great defensive coordinator so far. Or could you imagine if this, if last year's defense had him as their coordinator? Could you imagine what night we and day done? different? Night and day and different, baby. It is. It, it's so much better. It's so much better this defense compared to when Gannon was running it. Um, the the. Pass the passing game need needs some help still, but I think in due time it will get there. Brian Johnson, I'm hoping will get better, and is just having some rough patches at the beginning of the season. I'm gonna put a positive spin on it because they won, so I'm just saying that they had some rough patches. <clears throat> the only glaring negative I saw from this game was um, my boy Joe. And Ash, I know, I know, I made a lot of biblical jokes during the game. We were all texting about this. But my boy Joe is uh, not the chosen one from God in this case. Yeah, uh, was get my guy was getting burned left and right. For my, uh, shout out to my Catholic school buddies out there that know the book Joe. Um, because it wasn't a fucking book; it was a fucking pamphlet. 
Oh my god. He, Tom, he, it was you were cracking me up the whole game, being going from no biblical names. Like we just need to take biblical names out of the birds well, altogether. The Zacchaeus dropped the pass too, like in the first quarter. Touchdown and it was all forgiven. I mean Zacchaeus was in that tree, baby. You know, he was in that tree. Cat. See, Jeff, what Jack was this Bible. Something like that. Zacchaeus climbed the tree and saw Jesus. Something along those lines. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the exact he phrasing Jesus, of it. So he, but... climbed, he climbed the tree. Zacchaeus, you know who the Jesus the is nowadays? Jalen Hurts. When he saw Jalen Hurts. He wanted to get a look at Jesus. Jesus asked him to come down, and so he so he could uh, redeem Zacchaeus of his sins. All right, that's enough out of you, Tom. Okay, that's, a, that's, enough, that's enough about Father Tom for tonight. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but J- Job was getting burned left and right. I would have loved to see Eli Rex maybe get in, mix him in a little bit more. Sidney Brown looked awesome. Um, but, yeah, Job ain't it. Ain't no fucking book of Job. That would be no. a cool T-shirt. It sucks. Cause that would be a really cool T-shirt to wear. I will say one last thing. Kelsey looked tired for sure. And that kind of scares me. They were on the field a lot, lot because the defense played well. Yes. And supposedly him, AJ Brown and Jalen hurts. They were all sick. Yeah. Cause I read that Kelsey was under the weather too. So I don't know, but I'm chalking it up to illness more than he didn't really worry me that much towards the end of the game. Plus he said he felt it's hot and fuck down there too. Right. And I don't know if anybody saw the podcast clip that dropped this week where him and Travis were literally oh, asked, would you rather play in heat or cold? And Jason said, your body just shuts off at some point. So I think uh, get that shit out of the way early. The colder, the better for him. So I, it's only going to get better. He said he doesn't get tired in the cold. So I think it probably had to do a little bit with the humidity. But I, yeah. I definitely noticed it too. You're right. Like it was noticeable. But I don't think it's a real concern, like going forward, personally. I mean, we're about to have a beautiful day Sunday for Eagles football. 78 and sunny, baby. Woo! Fit checks are gonna go crazy, busting out the shorts and the jersey. Sean's fit checks coming back. Risley Bear, what's going on, handsome? How you doing, buddy? <laughs> Hope all is well. Uh, but Jack. You brought it up earlier. I want you to go ahead and take it away first. Confidence in Jalen Carter beast mode so far. Oh, my God. 1,000%, dude. He is, you know, night and day when he's on that field. Holy shit. That defense is just vibing. And the fact that he had that strip, you know, punch out and we recovered it. Um, I mean, that just tells you how, how, how good this guy is. How good he is. And, I mean – Again, I listened to the Kelsey podcast today, and they were just praising Jalen Carter. He's a young buck. He's, you know, stepping up, filling some big shoes. I, I think the D-line is going to be in safe hands once, you know, Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham leave. Um, but, yeah, dude, Jalen Carter, he's just he's just a different being, dude. Um, he, he makes me happy. He makes my heart warm. Um, so, you, you know, I can't wait to see this guy, you know, play a lot more, um, you know, throughout the season and we ain't mentioned it but nolan smith nolan smith when he fucking crushed um the uh the quarterback that was beautiful oh my god like this young defense that we have i am so excited for the next couple years that's all i gotta say 
<clears throat> yeah, so I saw some statistics on uh, Jalen Carter. I mean, just my personal. Uh, this is just my personal right now. But yeah, no, he's a he's a dog. He really is. Um, but in his last three games, he has the most pressures of any DT in the league, uh, most hurries of any DT, and third most in the entire league, tied for the most forced fumbles at two in any defender in the league, and pass rush rate when at a 21.9% through 76 pass, I mean, 76, uh, 76 pass rushing snaps. So that's just through three games. Just imagine if you're not through a whole season, and he, yes, he's a rookie. Yeah. Uh, he's the next Aaron Donald. He's going to win defensive rookie of the year. Um, yeah. Um, he's a, he's a dog. He's uh he's the best pick out of the whole draft, in my opinion. Agreed. Yeah. He played great. I mean, between him and all of the other defensive, either rookies or second year um, early bets that are playing our defense looks incredible. Um, I would also just like to say that I, um, on my own, made him player of the week so he had to play really darn good for me who i'm not the biggest fan of his that's well known him on this podcast um to make him player of the week. oh well there you go maybe you're warming up i mean he's been playing very good football very hard not to like him football is maybe a good way to put it um we'll see we'll see baker midfield though coming in clutch sorry josh <laughs> i wish he was on the show so he could back him up moving along though to our next topic um rough in the red zone it definitely got that way i mean the offense looked very explosive at times getting down the field looked very easy at points um and then at a certain extent at a certain level it got really rough down there i mean sean i see you nodding your head why don't you go ahead and take it first what were your thoughts on this and what could they do to improve <laughs> upon it yeah so they really couldn't convert the ball too well um, and when they got down to the red zone, they just couldn't find it. Um, there's a bunch of targets to obviously AJ Brown and he dropped two balls in the end zone, but that's not even the problem. Um, I just don't know if they were playing a defense and just the play calling was just off or whatever, but I think they'll be fine down the stretch. Uh, they'll find ways to, um, just convert and um, going for that fourth and two. I mean, that's big balls Sirianni right there, but <clears throat> I mean, I don't, I don't agree with the play call that um, Brian Johnson slash Sirianni called. Um, I think they could have drawn something better and especially maybe even using Swift there instead of uh, Kenny Gamewell. But yeah, I mean, overall um, I think they'll get better at it, but yeah, they just couldn't convert. Yeah, they look like shit when they got down there in a lot of ways. They look like they stalled. Yeah, all of a sudden it looked like they didn't want – they wanted to just do, like, these, like, cutesy, like, crossing patterns rather than, like, like practice their positioning and all that stuff. Of And they didn't want – they also didn't want to play smash-mouth football all of a sudden anymore. But, like, later in the game, all of a sudden they figured out, Oh, yeah. I guess Swift can take a handoff in the red zone. And they they hand the ball off to Swift, and he's getting 15 yards, and then the touchdown, you know? Then they're doing the, the what what do we call it, the brotherly love shove or something like that? Yeah. Like, push, push, push. No, we're canceling that out. It's called the brotherly shove now. 
Oh. Yeah, the brotherly shove. Okay. okay. Yeah, I get. I got it. I'll send you the picture of Colin's graphic that he made. He now. crossed out tush push and put brotherly shove. Uh, kind of funny. Yeah, yeah um, I mean, hey. Oh, okay. Sorry, Tom. Go ahead. Oh, no. Go, go, no, go, no, go, no, go, no, no, go, 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 go. Oh, my God. Stop this. sucking each other off. <laughs> no. All I got to say is, you know, when when DeAndre Swift's hot, still feeding the ball. I mean, I know he gets tired and, and things like that, but, like, Kenny Gainwell is not that back, and DeAndre Swift is that back. So when the beast is hungry, feed him. And that's, that's what we got to do. I mean, they can't seem to stop DeAndre Swift at all. So, you know – don't if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Give it give it to him. I mean, yeah, they're playing scared in the red zone. Um, I don't know if it was because you know they were exhausted because they're on the field majority of the game. I think the time of possession was like almost forty minutes for the Eagles and like twenty five for the for the Bucks. Um, so yeah, they're probably tired, but I mean, you can't play scared in the red zone. You know, the red zone is where it matters. That's where you get your your uh, good plays in and get that push to the end zone. So we just gotta. Somehow, you fix that and uh, you know change it up a little bit. Yeah, agreed. And I know DeAndre Swift's looked really good the past couple of weeks, but you got to shout out that old line, baby. He's getting holes, um, explicit holes that anybody um, could run through. To be fair, yeah, that my grandmother could walk through. Um, <laughs> like they were just insane. I mean. It makes him look better than he really is, I'm sure. But, I mean, he's still a great running back. Um, but, yeah, the offensive line, best O-line in the league, baby. Yeah, agreed. They're, they're definitely looking solid. Um, somebody said in an interview that if Joe Burrow was behind this offensive line, he thinks that Joe Burrow would be the best QB in the NFL. And I thought about it. I don't think that's that hot of a take. Um, real quick, I do want to take a quick second to – um, if you guys haven't noticed tonight, if you haven't looked at my shirt, and if you haven't noticed it quite clearly, um, and if you didn't see the thumbnail, it is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Not quite yet. It actually starts Monday, I believe, October 1st, if that's not Tuesday uh, or Monday. But, Monday's um, the 2nd, buddy. Starts anyway, Sunday. you got the fucking calendar police in here. Yeah. The point is, we're helping raise a little bit of money. We got some new shirts in the bio. These are ones from last year. So if you really like these, I actually have them back this year. So if you do like the breast cancer symbol with kind of like the bird wing on it per se, you can get these. The link is in the bio. But we also have a brand new shirt um, that Colin helped us design. Big or small, save them all. So 25% of profits are benefiting breast cancer research and breast cancer awareness. Um, so please, please, please get a shirt if you can represent the podcast and, uh, they're pretty affordable too. So the link is in the bio and, uh, that will explain if you're wondering why the podcast is pink all month long, that's why. So join along and, uh, cop a shirt if you can. Cool. Um, yeah, moving on. Jalen Hurts is... Jalen Hurts is not looking like Jalen Hurts last season. And uh, I don't know if that's due to Brian Johnson, new offensive coordinator, or what. Uh, but two interceptions in one game. That's not the Jalen Hurts we uh, we watched last season. Granted, whether or not he was sick, I'll give it to him. Uh, and he has – I'm sorry, total of six interceptions this season, which is not No, Jaylen. last season. Oh, last season. Three, okay. Well, and then what I've noticed a lot lately is – 
he's resorting. It seems like he's resorting back to the old Jalen when we lost to the Bucks, where he is rushing out of the pocket um, way too soon. And maybe it's because we're missing Samalu on the guard, the right guard, or what. Uh, but it's just, it just, I mean, granted, he's played well, uh, but not the best we've seen. So I just, there's big question marks on Jalen Hurts. I'm not too worried about him throughout the season, uh, but you know, I, I just don't know what the deal is right now. I'm also just going to throw out there that he's that he did not play in the preseason and the game one was in terrible weather. So I kind of was treating this as his game two, um, just in terms of like getting started. started um, I will say there definitely were times that we were seeing glimpses of that old Jalen. So I'm hopeful that in the next, hopefully next week, they will um, kind of get to it. My boyfriend during, I don't remember which play, I think it was one of the plays that he ended up throwing an interception on that he just looked like he was running for his life. And he said something that concerned me um, more than slightly. He said he looks a lot like Jalen Field or Justin Fields out there. Oh, God. Um, Ooh, that's a dagger to the heart. And Ooh. it was really just because he was running for his life when, A, he really didn't need to. And I think it was more just like that he's running where he shouldn't be running. But, again, that's just something that I was like, we're not going to compare the two of them because they should not be compared at all. Agreed. It was not, it's not been a good look. I mean, he hasn't looked the way that he looked last year. And here's the thing. I understand that there's that awkward transition to the new offensive coordinator. And, and I did say McNabb said that, but even last game, it felt like there were a couple missed opportunities. He's definitely been improving upon it. Um, but yeah, I mean, like Ryan Swoop said, they definitely didn't run it as much as they did last year. So it is nice to see as a fan the bounce, like you point out, Ryan. They need to keep it up because, yeah, it keeps other teams on their heels. Okay. So I think Jalen said the other day, he put it best. He said, when are we not going to keep the main thing the main thing? And when is winning not ever been the main thing? So I don't really think Jalen Hurts cares about how many interceptions he throws. Something like, like you get to halftime and you have one minute left and he shoots a shot and they get a pick or something. I don't think he cares because they are that laser focused on winning a Super Bowl. He knows if he focuses and locks in, he can win a Super or he can win an MVP. He's that talented. There's plenty of time for him to do that in his career, in my in my opinion. Um, I think he knows that his window to win a Super Bowl is going to close sooner rather than later. So fingers crossed. But like he said, keeping the main thing the main thing. And I will say it's good it's happening early on in the season. Because yep. when we hit the gauntlet, the you know the three weeks where it's a hard game, hopefully we don't have that um, kind of gameplay that he's playing. I mean, like I said, he's not playing awful. He's not playing awful at all. Um, just a little concerning. So it's going to matter when we have the gauntlet and see how we can uh, you know fare for that. For sure, I. I'm sensing a lot of nervousness out of this chat about Jalen and how he's not the same Jalen. Um, I feel like going into last season, our expectations were he's average. Now, after reaching a Super Bowl, our expectations are he's a god. Um, and now all of a sudden, like, that he's not throwing dime after dime, perfection after perfection. We're saying, 
our once godlike figure is showing cracks of humanity, like all of a sudden. Um, and like all of a sudden, the world could come crumbling down because God may not exist anymore. That took a very existential turn. Sorry about that. Um, <laughs> the idols in the church. I know. I, it's Father Tom all of a sudden. I, I'm my religious side. I'm sorry, guys. Um, but long story short, I don't think it's that much of a concern. Every quarterback around the league seems to have like started really slow this season, and I think it's because of the whole, as Ash alluded to, um, no preseason games whatsoever. You just practice, didn't have any of those in-game reps that you get that you can you can honestly only simulate in a g- actual game environment because the the speed between practice and a game are two totally different things. Um, so that being said, I'm not highly concerned given a, I don't like a lot of the looks that the new offensive coordinator is giving him and B he didn't really get that much time in the preseason. Like he didn't get any time in preseason games games and C he's still like leading. Like if we want to talk about, the only comparison we should be making between Jalen Hurts and Justin Fields is, is that despite not playing up to full potential, one is leading a team to victories and one is looking to dish out blame. And Jalen is still the same Jalen in that sense of he's taking full ownership. He's building upon himself each and every day. And as he said in his presser, uh, I think on I think it was on Monday. Hey, he's like, God built many chapters for him, and each day is just a new page that he's willing to read in that chapter, and he's building upon it every day. So I, I have no, I have no concerns about Jalen whatsoever. I think he's, he's doing just fine, and he's going to get it figured out. Yeah, I'm not, not too worried. Like I said, I'm not worried. At all. It's the beginning of the season, so it's cool to get these now. Um, but you know. Anyway, we got another – we got an NFC rival, NFC East rival coming up this next week at Lincoln Financial Field. We're taking on those goddamn commandos, commanders, or whatever the fuck you want to call them. How are we thinking this team's going to be? Sam Howell's playing pretty damn well. Last week he didn't. <laughs> okay, but last week <laughs> but the previous two weeks he's been playing Last week he threw like four interceptions. So, how we feel about this? You know, upcoming week. How we? You know, just just tell me, pick your brain a little bit. Talk to me. Talk to me, please. Me? Talk to Whoever. me. I'll talk about it. Um. <laughs> so, Dalton and I will probably be down there. Dalton for sure. And yes, I will be down at the tailgate. Um. But hopefully, this is not the same as last year where. They come into Lincoln Financial yeah. Field and poop, uh, poop on our party. Basically, um, I don't think it's going to be like that at all. It's going to be nice weather. Uh, they're going to be feeling good. Uh, they're going to be back in Midnight Green, back in front of the home crowd. And after last week's performance by Sam Howell, like I said, um, I feel like the defense is going to 
put it on them, basically. Uh, they're going to have a lot of rushes, and, um, yeah, they're going to have a lot of pressure on them. So, yeah, I mean, I feel like the Eagles will come out with a win. I am tired of saying that it's going to be closer than everybody thinks because that's how everybody's thought about it the last three weeks. After this week's performance, um, Monday night, um, against the Bucks because we know the Bucks have a good defense. <clears throat> I'm thinking this is uh, not even going to be close. I'm thinking a good 30 to 30, uh, th- 31 to 37 points by the Eagles and like 14 by the Commandos. That's it. So now who's going to be your MVP of this game? AJ Brown. He's finally going to get his touchdown. I like that. I mean, I'll go next, and then we can just go around Horn. Uh, yeah, I think this is going to be a bloodbath. I mean, the Commanders aren't that good of a team. They got a little better this year. Uh, but, you know, Eagles, my pride and joy. I love this team. Um, I think we're going to play – you know, one thing that I've noticed the past three weeks, we've been getting progressively better. Um, yes, we have a few turnovers here and there, uh, but, you know, it's week four. Um, I think this is going to be a win for the Eagles. Obviously, um, and I'm, I'm I'm thinking that DeAndre Swift is going to go off again, um, Devontae Smith, but my MVP of this game is going to be Dallas Goddard. Um, I think he's going to pop off um, and play really well. He got some receptions last game. He's been kind of silent the past two past three weeks, but got some receptions here and there. Uh, but yeah, my score prediction for this game, I'm going to go with. Uh, 35 to 14 Eagles. I'm going to do a 180 on everybody else. Um, it we are. St- I still think we're going to win the game for sure. However, it does not matter how good the Eagles are, how bad Washington is, whatever their team is called at the time. There is something about that division rivalry that Washington plays as hard every stinking time. Um, I mean, that's one of the few losses that we got last season was because, I mean, who knows if we, if the players weren't prepped for it, I don't know. Um, but we definitely handily lost the one game. Um, so my thing is, I think it's going to be close, um, closer than we would like. I'm going to go 21-10 um, Eagles, and um, I have Monte Smith as my MVP. Like you said, Ashley, they gave us our first loss last season. so They did. And they always play us hard. I don't know what it is, but consistently they play us hard, even in yes. the years that they're terrible. So agreed, agreed. Time to town. I think I I heard this take on WIP. I think it was. Um, Can you move your hand from your mouth because I can't hear you? Thanks. I think it was uh, John Ritchie <laughs> that said that this morning. And I'm going to do this just to piss Jack off just for a little bit. Like, um, I think he said it. Ron Rivera, and I couldn't agree with it more. Ron Rivera is an old school type of coach. He wants that. He's like that got like that uh, grade school tackle uh, coach where he's got the tobacco in his mouth and it's like that's some good damn football right there. That's a smash for smash football. He wants the battles to be won in the trenches. Um, so I don't think he's gonna let like a DeAndre Swift uh, run all over him like we've seen the last few weeks. I think he'd rather test Jalen Hurts as the thrower rather than give up big um, run running running gains. 
consistently throughout the game. So I think he's going to try to neutralize DeAndre Swift as well as he can. Um, I think he's going to stack, stack the box all game long. Um, and he'd rather dare Jalen Hurts to beat him over the top than give up even an inch in the trenches. So um, I, at the end of the day, I still think we have the better offensive line compared to their defensive line and vice versa. Like our O-line and D-line is superior to theirs There's, and we'll win those battles. That being said, I don't think you're going to see DeAndre Swift run for 150 yards again this week. I think it's going to be more like he might get 70. Maybe you're going to see Gainwell have some more impact maybe, but you're going to have to see Jalen throw the ball downfield. And if he can't figure it out with Brian Johnson again this week, we it could be a it could be a close game. Tina, you're up. Brian Johnson should be scared of Brian Robinson. Um, other than that, you guys pretty much took all the words out of my mouth. I mean, I thought that Washington would prove pretty well last week against Buffalo. Mm-mm. They got that was probably the. Third worst ass whooping this week. There were a couple of them. Me and Ash were talking about it before the show. I mean, Miami, number one. KC. You know, Kansas City, Taylor Swift effect, number two. And then number three, there was this game. I mean, the three ass whoopings of the week, like I said. I don't think Washington is going to bounce back well. Jalen Hurts is going to be a little bit salty, I think. That we lost this game at home last year. There's a little bit of bad blood. And I do think that the Eagles should win by at least a touchdown. So if you guys want to bet along with me this week, shout out to our friends at Game Theory Picks. My pick of the week this week is I'm picking the Eagles to win by at least six and a half points. So minus six and a half birds. Uh, I think that they'll I think that they'll win at least by 10 points. But the odds on that were pretty good on DraftKings. I think I put down 23 bucks and I might win 83. So if the Eagles win by a touchdown or more, I'm gonna uh win some pretty good money. So stay tuned, stay tuned. And I also took the over on 44 and a half points. I do think that the Eagles should put up 30 or more points. And I think that the commanders will put up at least like 20. And I also like to add earlier what Jack Dordan said himself about Dallas Goddard having a game. It's his revenge game, baby. He got that face mask called on the last, last season and he got hurt for a couple of weeks. So I'm, I think he's ready to go out there and show him who the real Dallas Goddard is. Couldn't agree more. All right, wrapping this show up, we got my favorite topic. Yeah. Time for everybody's favorite part of the show, 302 Trivia with your host, Jack Dalton, the mayor of Delaware. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, Tick Pick, for that, for that sponsorship. The nice question we we got for you is uh which NFL Eagle rushed for fifteen hundred mile miles wow yards in a single season? <laughs> which Philadelphia Eagle rushed for fifteen hundred yards in a single season? We got A Ricky Waters. We got B shit. Um who's B? Who's B? Herschel Walker. 
Herschel Walker. We got C. Uh, Montgomery. I forget his first yeah. name. Wilbert. And then we got Wilbert. Wilbert. Uh, and then D, we got uh, Steve Van Buren. Yeah, Steve Van Buren. Sorry, guys. Uh, round <laughs> general, please. Correct. Oh, I'll tell you who uh, who uh, was right, but no. Ashley said Montgomery. Correct. Woohoo! Sean said Montgomery. Correct. Matt Franken, not on the show. He's being a little bitch with a headache. D Montgomery, he's correct. Dalton didn't tell me anything. And yes, I did. Where? Um, wait, I texted it to you. Oh, you said D. No, Van Buren, nah. And then Tommy said Montgomery. That is correct. Fuck. So. Ah. Oh, Matt's all right. on shit. Yeah, Matt, you're a Did pleasure. any of the fans get it right? My head. I didn't see any answers. Wait, so if Matt's not here and his answers in the comments, does Matt not get credit and the fans no, he, get No, he, no he, Matt texted him. Yeah, Matt I'm busting his balls. Don't Matt, worry. I'm Matt's just busting his balls. Man, he's part of it. I know. I'm just busting his balls. Matt um, Fredkin, you are a little bitch because your head hurts a little bit. So I hope you get better. And I miss you on the show. Yeah, we do miss you for real, Matt. Um, but yeah, without further ado, that's all we got for you guys. I just want to reiterate one more time. Please, please, please go buy these breast cancer awareness tees. The link is in the bio. Once I get one in person, I'm going to go model it for you, or maybe I'll get somebody more beautiful than me to go model it. I don't know. Um, the point is, they are for sale, and they benefit a great, great cause. 25% of profits we will be donating to the Breast Cancer Research Foundation for both shirts. So even if you like the 2021 one, like, or sorry, the 2022 one that I have on right now, you can cop it. So if, please, please, please go get them. If you care to save the tatas. Please buy a shirt from us, please. Without further ado, Josh fell asleep tonight, so he's a little bitch. But without further ado. But I bet you hey, would have remembered all the choices to the trivia. Yeah, yeah. I, I, and we'll get a score update next week, too, I just want to say. Yeah. Sorry, Jack. I'll figure that out next week. We just had a busy week this week, guys, so sorry. And come tailgate with us Sunday if you're listening to the pod. G2. Um, Matt Frickin, like I said, you're a bitch for not being here. Josh, you're a bitch for not being here. But without further ado, hey, Josh. It's an outro, not an intro. Hit that motherfucking outro. I'm a bitch. Go, bird. Jack, at least I can remember my first name. <laughs> <laughs>